You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Our base text is Igris Moshe Orechayim Chelek Dalad Simon Sadi Chet, which is undated. However, it describes itself um, as a reprint of an article that Rav Moshe wrote in the Sefer Yovel of Apardes, which he had, um, and that he had responded to um, comments and criticisms on this in Orechayim Chelek Aleph Simon Kufnun Dalad. Uh, if we look at Orechayim Chelek Aleph Simon Kufnun Dalad, we'll discover that that is dated in 5711. Um, that is around 1951, and therefore I think we can assume that this truva is written no later than uh, 1950 and possibly earlier. Um, it's possibly because of its origin, it's written uh, more more lumbishly and linearly than many of Rav Moshe's truvot. Uh, we're going to present the argument, get to the point where he says, and then make uh, at least one general observation. So the um, outline of the argument is as follows. Uh, quotes Rabbi Barbachana, the name of Rishlakish, saying, uh, So you have dough that was kneaded with wine, oil, or honey. Uh, you're not chayev uh, karis for its chimus. Our assumption is going to be, but you are, it is nonetheless usur de oraisa, uh, as chameis nuksha from kol machmetzet. Um, but there's a machloket rashi and tos, um, right? And the gemara concludes that that's because meiperos ain machmitzin. Um, but the question is, are meiperos not machmitz at all? And so meiperos by themselves are mutter, and the iser happens only if you integrate them with water, uh, or is it that um, meiperos themselves? Are subject to this iser deraisa of kol machmeset, which is nonetheless not karis of matzah. Rav Moshe says that this is a machlokus right, between Rashi and Tosos. Rashi says that meiperos by themselves are machmitz, just you're not chayiv karis for it. And Tosos says that you need to add water to create the iser. Tosos seems to have lots of proofs, uh, which Rav Moshe uh, wants to respond to. Uh, some of them involve a claim that you need very um, very little water. Um, has constructs a, uh, a series that's you know, a brisker version, and or maybe the, some things will seem almost like a version of whether it's the sugar or the tea that makes the uh, the sugar or the spoon that makes the tea sweet. Um, but his outcome for Rashi is that uh, really meiperos are machmitz, but it gets very complicated. But there's something that inhibits. They have the they have the potential to be machmis, but they also contain something that prevents them from being machmis, and the addition of even very little water enables them to uh, fulfill their potential to be machmis. So the chametzing agent, even if you add water, is still um, is is still the may, uh, still the meiperot, and the may, right, So if you add very little water, and the chametzing agent is still the meiperot, and the water itself could not have been the chametzing agent, so then it's still um, it's still not Chayev um, Kares, and that explains all the Gemaras that seem to suggest that a little bit of water and Meiperot are not Chamez are not, um, Gamor, which Tosfos used to prove that that must be the case of Meiperos in um, Machmizim. Um, okay, there are, not, there are all sorts of Nafkaminas to this claim 
that the Meiperos themselves are a chametzing agent, but the chametz they produce is not um, is not chayev kares. Um, there are other areas where there are prohibitions on chametz that may be different, um, such as uh, krabanos, or there may be prohibitions where it's not centered on achila. Um, so Rav, Mo- Rav Moshe develops a uh, has developed a claim that it must be a different kind of chametz that's produced by um, by by fruit juices, which is not the same as the chametz produced by water. And again, that applies even if that so long as the fruit as the fruit juices are the leavening agent, uh, even if water is present as well, if the water is not present in sufficient amounts to cause fermentation or to cause chametzing, uh, it's only but you only need a very little water, according to Rav Moshe, to remove the inhibition on Meiperos being uh, being machmitz. And uh, now he quotes Yerushalmi that appears in both Truma and Shabbos uh, regarding the case of a tapuach dropped into a batter, which then uh, is chametzed. Cherubiosi uh, says that that is still permitted because ein chimuso borer, and he analogizes it to cooking in the sun, which he says is ein bishulo borer. So the exact language is ein tafshilo tafshil borer. So you might suspect that that means if it's not borer, that means it's a suffix. Um, the Ramosha quotes the Shuri Korban is saying that, but he rejects this because. First of all, Safik Daraisa Lukhumra. And secondly, what would the analogy be then between um between Khamitz and and Bishal and Shabbos? Um, right, they're just two unrelated Svekos. So what does that have to do with Bur or Ain Bur? So Rav Moshe says that the answer must be that the um ferment just like the fermentation effect produced by fruit juice is included within the issue of kol of kol machmeset, but is not chametz for the purposes of tam chametz, uh, whatever that means, or of the capacity to uh, to make something edible by reason of its chametz, there are uh, complicated uh, formulations involved there. Um, right, so it's not that there's a suffix; it's that there is something which is not quite chametz, and it's not a, it's not a suffix whether it's chametz. Uh, right, it's an argument about whether it's chametz. It's a you know, like if, when they look at uh, rice, uh, right? So it's not it's not a machlokes. Whether uh, whether it is is chametz or siruach, it's a statement that this is a kind of chametz that, for some purposes, is not more than siruach, and for other purposes, is. And by the same token, he says that cooking something in the sun subjects the food to the same temperature as cooking it in fire does. Um, but it doesn't mean that what happens is that the food becomes cooked; the food becomes heated. And that he says is what Raviosi means by Ain Tavshilo Tavshil Burr. It's not the right, it's not that it's not a clear that it's cooking. It's a cooking which does not accomplish the same thing as ordinary cooking, and that's why you're not Chayef for um for Bishul on Shabbos for uh doing it. Ramusha uses the line Lonitan Lehmer Klal about the psak that this is a suffix, right? Um but his, his answer is meaningless. Because when uh, the Yerushalmi the, the explains to Rabbi Yossi that he says, that implies that it really is chametz, just is not borer chametz. Okay, that's not a terribly convincing argument, because that could be exactly what enchimutz borer means, that it's not clear that it's chametz. And then he says, 
and his conclusion is that there's a suffix as to whether what the Meiperos does is chametzing, um, fermentation, or masriach, or rotting, All right, that can't be said at all, right, for our two reasons, right, how can he be matir, it should be a suffix to raise the Um Right, and he says you could conceivably answer that maybe he holds that there's a suffix, whether it's even chametz uh, nuksha, and he thinks the chametz nuksha is only drabana, not from kol machmeses. Um, but he says no, that's wrong entirely because there's no analogy drawn between um, there's no analogy drawn between ein chimutza and ein tavshila unless they're each describing some kind of subcondition. Uh, otherwise, like when you fin- when you f- when something is cooked in the sun, what's the suffix? Okay, I get, I'm not I'm not convinced by either answer. This is one of the places where he says and it really seems like a um, it really seems like a stretch. Um, not only does the Shuri Corbin say it, but that's often the case, right? He only says just about if somebody has actually said it. Um, right? It's not usually about a parish in somebody, but about somebody else's parish. Um, the um, it seems it seems it seems overused, and I wonder uh, as like, whether this is because it's in a lumdish article and not really in a tshuva, and that as in the early tshuvas, Rabbi Kantaravitz, that Rav Moshe's use of this in lumdish argumentation is much freer than he would if he's really uh, discussing it in halacha, even though this is in the end leads him to um, leads him to the halachic position that he has to be machmir about uh, even for even for uh, the elderly and the ill about things that are uh, made with pure uh, with pure fruit juice even without any water um, added but the major observation i want to make about this Shula, is that we're making claims about physical differences in the process that if you if you use water then x happens to it and if you and it Tastes like chametz, right? But if you just use pure fruit juice, then um, then right, then something uh, right, then something else happens uh, happens to it, which is not the same, although it may be visually indistinguishable from chametzing. And then, if you have um, if you have fruit juice and just a little bit of uh, of water, then something something different happens than if you just have fruit juice alone. Uh, right, those are all physical claims, and simply he makes the claim that heating something in sunlight is different than heating it uh, than heating it in cooking processes, such that you can claim that the food does not become a tavshil, even though it has been heated to the same temperature as bishul. Now, what stri- what strikes me about this is that there is no hint of a de- or desire. For any kind of empirical verification of this, now you can say as we already have in the Gemara about rice that um, that again these are visually indistinguishable. There's no experiment you could run, but visually indistinguishable is not the same as chemically indistinguishable. So one could argue that this is uh, an early tshuva and it's before Rav Moshe um, is really under the influence of Rav Tenler. Again, I don't know what year it was actually um, published. Um, but I would prefer to argue that 
Ramosha doesn't really have an instinct to examine the science until somebody brings it to his attention, or it's a new issue that he doesn't think can be resolved, and so he has no difficulty at all resolving the question of Chimus, for that matter, the question of Bishel, uh, on a claim that the halachic evidence leads one to the conclusion that there must be a physical distinction, and whether the physical distinction is verifiable or not is not a big deal, um, especially if you can make the claim that we don't know what we're looking for, um, so there's no way to falsify it, even if there's no way to verify it. Um, now, it's interesting because in a later tshuva uh, about microwaves, Rav Moshe says that really all that matters for Bishel and Shabbos is derech Bishel, and that if most people cooked in microwaves, that would become Bishel. Um, and that seems to suggest what matters is the, right, that there isn't actually a specific outcome, because right, right, I don't think he means, he, would, he means to say here that whatever people consider cooked, that's what's special, as opposed to every building the process of cooking. So it's worth exploring whether um, whether this chuva actually is in some sense incompatible with that later chuva. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, he doesn't quote it. Uh, wishing everybody a chag Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.